Hey everyone, it is Jeff from MCS Mag, and although it's not my specialty, we get a lot of questions about wilderness survival from our audience. So, if you're a New World Patriot Alliance member, we have a special workshop that's going to be coming up with survival trainer and expert author Kevin Estella, where he's going to be going over the top 10 biggest wilderness survival myths and the truth about how to survive when stranded in a remote area. Now, you're definitely going to want to go and get that workshop on your schedule so that you can attend it. But even if you're not an NWPA member, I asked Kevin to talk about the biggest mistake that he sees survival-minded folks making that could jeopardize their chances of getting back home alive. Now, his answer kind of surprised me, actually. And on the surface, for you, it may not sound like it's all that common or maybe even all that important. But it does parallel what I see in all areas of survival, tactical firearms, and self-defense training. And I challenge you to really think about his answer and see if it applies to you. So, without any further ado, let's go ahead and check in with Kevin. If bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging, would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. When you say the word survival, most people think of wilderness survival. We're used to the comforts of the modern world. We're surrounded by luxuries and all our needs are easily met. Need food? You go to the store or to the vending machine in the lobby of your office. Need water? It's clean and flows in limitless supply from the faucet, or it's sitting in fancy bottles in the refrigerator. Too cold or too warm? Turn up the thermostat or switch on the air conditioning. There's literally nothing you need to worry about until you get out into the wilderness, right? Or so it seems. I mean, for that reason, survival experts almost always focus on the out of doors as their primary area of focus. Bushcraft and outdoor survival are extremely popular for this reason. But do you really know what you think you know about how to survive when stranded in a remote location? Now, most of us at least pay lip service to the idea of prepping for the wilderness. But a lot of us don't get out into the bush as often as we'd like, especially under the do-or-die conditions of being forced to battle Mother Nature for your very survival. So, with all the wilderness survival tips floating around out there on the internet and on those TV reality shows, the question is, how much of what you know is actually true and could save your life, and how much of it is assumption, myth, and misinformation? Well, that's what we're here to find out. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And my guest today, back by popular demand, and uh, and he's definitely become a, a regular, a regular fixture in our in our podcast and our other broadcasts, is survival expert and author Kevin Estella. Kevin, welcome back to the program, man. Thanks for having me, Jeff. It's great to be here. Always good to get us on your schedule. So I really appreciate you taking the time here. Uh, listening to everyone, if you've not heard uh, any of our other podcasts with Kevin or anything, he's the owner and head instructor of Estella Wilderness Education and a regular regular contributor for various websites and magazines. He's also a guest speaker at various sportsman shows, speaking engagements, and webinars where he teaches bushcraft and survival skills, 
and he's even been featured on the History Channel as an on-air survival expert. On top of that, Kevin is also an accomplished martial artist with ranks in applied self-defense and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and he's an instructor in Sayak Kali Filipino martial arts. He also has extensive tactical firearms training, but it's his expertise when it comes to wilderness survival strategies that we're after today. Now, to learn more about Kevin and his training, make sure that you go to his website online at www.kevinestella.com. Now, Kevin, and I want to let everybody know out there, Kevin is going to be our featured instructor this month for our New World Patriot Alliance workshops that we do. These are exclusive workshops that we do with our members, and we're going to be going over uh, during this workshop kind of the, the biggest myth, the top 10 myths when it comes to wilderness survival, that if you were to follow these types of, this type of information out there, it's going to, it could actually end up ending your life rather than saving your life. And there is, we, everybody knows that there's so much information out there and a lot of it seems contradictory that you never really know what, what to really focus in on. What's the truth? Who do I trust in that and stuff like that, right? So we're going to be going over kind of the top 10 list when it comes to wilderness survival myths later on this week. But here's what I wanted to do was just give everybody kind of a teaser with one of the things that you might think is important or maybe is a myth or whatever. I just put it out to Kevin as a challenge to find out what is the number one thing that you think people are are not getting or they believe is true but really isn't true. So that's what we're here for today. So, Kevin, I want to um, – my challenge to you is to come up with what you think is the number one biggest survival myth, and this is a lead-in to – the top 10 list that we're going to be doing with you. Um, but I want to know from you, you like, you do, you do wilderness survival training with people. You're, you're plastered all over the survival magazines now. So kudos to getting, I, you're getting this much exposure for a reason. You have expertise in these areas and you work with a lot of people. And anytime that you have people that are coming to you for survival training, especially when it comes to things where they don't necessarily have their home, they don't have their bug out bag, maybe even with them. It's a stranded scenario. You're, you're lost in the wilderness. You took a wrong turn on a trail. You were out hunting and went too far chasing after that buck. Whatever it is, you're in there and who knows how long, right? So there's a lot of information on the internet about wilderness survival tips. But again, a lot of that is, can be contradictory or it can really be put out by people that really don't even have an, any clue what they're talking about with it or they just regurgitated it from some reality show they saw. So my challenge to you was, what is the number one wilderness survival myth that you see a lot in the training and that people would shouldn't be following but are? And then what's the solution to that? Your turn. So <clears throat> this was a, a question that I thought about for a really long time because there really are so many different resources that are out there. There are so many experts, so many authorities within, you know, various fields, whether it be bushcraft, primitive skills, uh, seer training, uh, combatives, whatever, whatever you want to call it. There are so many different voices out there and it's really hard to process, you know, should I listen to this guy or that guy? And something that comes up so frequently and it really bothers me because this is something that could get someone really hurt is people are spending too much time chasing the, the idea of becoming someone's clone, uh, chasing the idea of, of being exactly like their favorite survival authority. And they're not really pr- focusing on learning what makes them a better version of themselves in order to address a, a scenario. So, for instance, I mean, you know, the late, great Ron Hood, Dr. Ron Hood, um, 
for a long time in the late nineties, everyone was wearing a bandana on their head and they might've had the rifleman smock and they carried two knives piggybacked on top of each other. And some people wouldn't give credit where they got the idea of, of where to wear that. But we all knew within the survival community that came from Ron Hood. You know, if you see people walking around barefoot, I've got a pretty good idea of who that survival celebrity was that inspired them to go barefoot. Um, everyone wants to, to find their own niche. Everyone wants to, to become, you know, the, you know, the best version of themselves, but sometimes that's done at the expense of, uh, you know, really looking to see what it takes to become the best version of themselves for survival. Um, a, a 20 year old college athlete is not going to have the same, or shouldn't have the same readiness plan as someone who's in their fifties or sixties with more disposable income. So the, what really bothers me, and I see it in all my classes is when I have a mixed group of people and you see people in that class trying to one up each other instead of trying to be better in performing, uh, how they perform from the very beginning of the course to the very end of the course. We're all different. We all wear different shoes. We all have different physical attributes, mental attributes, financial uh, ability. Um, and to try to, to say, well, I can't survive unless I'm like this person, that really can lead you down a, a bad bad rabbit hole, if you will. So so let me um, kind of synopsize this. I don't even know if that's a word. Synopsize? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it a word. If it's not, it just became a word. But um, so if I can kind of summarize this, <laughs> right, summarize this for people, um, people that are are not in the know, or people that realize that they need to have uh, they need to have survival skills, um, oftentimes it becomes I, I find this also like it becomes um, sometimes it might be an ego thing, but it's kind of like the fake it and you'll make it sort of thing. Like if I look like this, then I will feel like uh, this. And then I will, in our minds, that might be just the the strengthener of, therefore, I am this. I see it I, even just going to, um, like I was just at SHOT Show. It was just a sea of military contractor beards and haircuts. You know, it's kind of that same thing, like, hey, this is a tactical look. And not, I'd look, I know 75% of our audience looks like that. I get it. I get it. All right. So I'm not, I'm not disparaging anybody, but I'm just saying, like, we tend to um, put on an outer shell that gives us confidence or makes us feel like we're we're more um, we're, we're more skilled. But it becomes, if I if I understand you correctly, um, you really have to take a look at what your personal strengths are, what your personal challenges are, and that might be if we you know give an if I can give an example of that, like um, you know a 23 year old might be able to put a backpack on. They've got the, they've got their bug out bag. And it's 75 pounds and they can, they can take that for 25 miles or 50 miles or whatever. But if you're 60, well, I'm nearing 60. So I better make that a higher number. If you're 139, okay, you probably aren't going to be carrying a 75 pound backpack. Now, obviously that's an extreme example, but do you find that also that the way to overcome this myth? Um, what are, what are kind of like your best tips for overcoming that? fake it and make it or I got to be like the pros because that's what it means to survive like what if you could give somebody just a couple of like really quick tips like what is that where is their best starting point so okay I'm not gonna necessarily follow this reality tv show but um here's what I should be doing how does somebody get started with um being better prepared for that stranded type scenario 
So one of the, the, the problems that we all have is we tend to be our worst critics. Uh, we tend to either look over something, uh, and, and not admit that it's a problem because, you know, somewhere in our ego, we don't want to say, Hey, I, I can't do this. I can't do that. We, we don't like, we don't like admitting that we're wrong. Uh, one of the best ways to get around that is to have someone that will call you out on your ability, that will praise you on your strengths, someone who will give you an honest, no BS assessment and say, hey, you know, you've really got it locked down when it comes to shooting. You've really got it locked down when it comes to, you know, trapping and snaring. But, you know, your weakness might be edible plants. Your weakness might be your physicality. You, uh, yeah, you can engage targets a thousand yards away. Uh, or, hey, you know, you can build a, a fire, fantastic, but physically you should probably lose 15 or 20 pounds. We don't like hearing criticism uh, because we, we tend to think it's an attack. But if it comes from someone that we care about, then we should thank them. You know, in SIOC, in the Filipino martial arts uh, that I do, we talk about that, about the value of knowledge that comes from the tribe. And if the tribe says, or if one of your, your good friends says, listen, uh, you really, you really need to work on that. Well, they're telling you because they want to strengthen you. They want to make you a better person. They're not doing it to, to knock you down because that would weaken you, weaken the entire tribe. So one of the best ways to identify a problem is to bring someone in that is not afraid to, to tell you this is, uh, an area that you need to improve upon. Um, but it's really difficult to do that because we tend to go after the glamorous. We want to believe in the, the survival authority that has all the cool stuff when the best source of information, the best person, the best man for the job or woman for the job might be someone that is with us 24 hours a day already. It might be someone who we see every single day. Um, it doesn't have to be that celebrity that we're seeking validation from by dressing like them. Uh, to really, really improve yourself, you you need to find someone who's going to tell you how it is. Yeah. Awesome. Really good advice. Really good advice. So listen, everybody, this kind of lays a really strong foundation for what we're going to be going over a little bit later uh, this week in the New World Patriot Alliance. You'll find a link here with the podcast if you want to go ahead and join us for, for that workshop. You'll be able to do that. Uh, but this lays a foundation for um, for the top 10 myths that we're going to be going over when it comes to how to survive in a remote location uh, where you might not even have any supplies with you. And, and this, why this is important is because, uh, because like, kind of like what we talked about right here is that people need to feel confident, right? We have a need to, to feel like we are prepared. And most of us do feel like we're prepared. Like I know many of you out there have the confidence that you're prepared. Some of you might be totally new to this or whatever, and, and it might be totally you know, it's like I'm, I'm, I'll take whatever information I can get. But a lot of people get stuck in their ways or they he see somebody do it on a television show. And, um, and we've, said, we've said this before, like, you know, when the cameras go off, these guys are eating pizza in the middle of the woods. It's not necessarily a reality show. It's it's drama. It's television. And that might not be the way that, you know, you necessarily are going to survive in a real in a real stranded type scenario. So. If you're following bad advice, it can be even worse than not following any advice sometimes. And so what we're going to be going over are those top 10 myths that most people fall prey to out there when it comes to how to survive in a remote location all by yourself. And we're going to be not only busting those myths and what they are, but then also giving you real, true, practical tools 
that you can put to use right away so we make sure that you are on the right track. So I highly recommend that you join us for that workshop. Again, look for the link on the uh, on, on our blog, on our website, where this podcast is so that you'll be able to uh, be able to check that out. And until our next Modern Combat NCRL broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.